0: You're listening to the Voice He Talks podcast, a podcast about faith, life, mission, and other stuff with your host, Adam Boyce. My guest today is a son, brother, soon to be husband, and missionary with the London City Mission based in Hounslow, a place probably as far west of London as you can get. He shares with me his journey to faith, into full-time mission, and some of the lessons that God has been teaching him along the way. Welcome to the first part of my conversation with Ollie, King James Sherwood. Ollie, good to chat to you, brother. Both wonderful Oliver, to chat. Oliver Sherwood, King James. Let's start hey, there, man. brother. What King James, what is that? How, where did that come from?
1: Well, I, I, I thought I'd write a Bible translation and call it the King James version. No,
0: I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little bit of silence. I'm like, okay, I didn't expect that response. What,
1: what? <laughs> 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 nah, it's, it's king jesus is my savior all glory be to him man some people like when they meet me for the first time they're like yo jim or yo james or something it's like no no my name's ollie and they're like what what does king James mean
0: <laughs> well yes yeah. i've just clocked so your name <laughs> your name ain't even jim bruv so are you saying that you've abbreviated jesus to jim
1: jesus is my savior G- it's an acronym isn't it king jesus is my savior
0: right okay right 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 you see i haven't had my morning coffee i'm not i'm not i'm not firing yeah. on those cylinders that i'm normally firing on
1: like I've gone to I've gone to events and they've been like, yeah, we welcome King James to the stage, and it's like, I'm not a Bible James translator, yeah, I'm just uh just glorifying the Lord. King Jesus is my savior.
0: Right, so now <laughs> now I, now I get it. King James version. I even got your banter now. It's all making sense now, brother. I'm, I, maybe we should start again, but let's just keep it right, rolling, innit?
1: Right. it? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no retakes. <laughs> t- tell me, a percent, how old are you now, brother? If you don't mind me asking. Um, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Big man. Big man in the game. Come on. <laughs> so take me me back to Oliver when he was thirteen in secondary school. Tell me about Oli's yeah. life back then. What was life so like think,
1: in secondary school? I think the age of 13, 14, things started to change for me, bruv. Like as I was as I've been reflecting more um, you know, on me in secondary school, I came to realise, bruv, that um um well for, for me to go where I'm about to go, like into two um recently I've been I was diagnosed with ADHD, innit? uh and I've always known that I've had it. But the thing is is that they understand, and even people who are listening right now they might just they they might think it's a load of nonsense ADHD because there's a lot of misconceptions about it, but um for me actually it's it's a very inward hyperactivity um like so my brain is just like constantly like the way I view things and the way I see things and taking information like it, there's, there's a lot of intensity it's like trying to tune into so many televisions at once like and um so the way that I think and understand things is different but it's not like I, I wouldn't call it a disorder I call it a gifting but when I didn't understand the pattern of my wiring as a kid um I found that actually and and probably still to some extent like I never really like fitted in in a sense like um as a as a kid in secondary school i feel i felt quite lost i didn't really have many friends per se like i didn't have i was on my own quite a lot like um there was i knew a lot of people like but i I just didn't really fit in any group if you know what i'm saying bruv like and um, do you do you associate that with
0: what you now know is adhd
1: um, I, I believe so, and I will tell you why. Because now I look at it in a positive. Like I would say that like, I, I, I'm a bit like a social chameleon, right? And and the thing is, is like even still now, like I've never really had like a, like much like as a circle of friends. But I've got loads of friends dotted about in in, in different groups and different areas. Do you know what I mean? And like. Um yeah it's, it's it's quite difficult to explain, but i would say that I, I, I would i would say that i just didn't know quite how to how to fit in as a kid and then like from the age of fourteen like early like late thirteen early fourteen probably even more early fourteen I started to smoke weed um and like I, I started to bunk off school as well like in, um i think it was uh year ten so how,
0: to... how did that happen So if you didn't have a circle of friends which which in some respects means you didn't have a circle of influence for good or bad. How yeah. did you then start getting to the point at fourteen where you're smoking weed? Where did you even go for the, go? Do
1: you know what? Like it was as I started to just hang out with people outside of school. You know, I started to do the, the these things, and that's it. so like my group of friends started to um, revolve around like uh, uh, drugs, really, because but, like was, like come the age of like. like 16 well when i was 15 i then got put into like i wasn't in year 11 instead i got put in what was called a fresh start course in college right yeah and um so when i was in college um like you know i was with a group of people who were there like that like they were either naughty or they just left school or just couldn't handle school and and whatnot. And I was found. Oh man, like a lot of people here smoke weed, so there was like a mutual interest. Do you know what I mean? There was like a common a common interest. I think what you find as kids. Is like if there's any youth listening now, like you'll probably find that when you get to like the age of 18 and upwards, a lot of the people that you're friends with at the time when you're 13, 14, they won't be your friends when you're older. And that's hard to realise, but actually because your friendships aren't based on a real depth, depth, depth deep substance on characteristics like you'd hang around with anyone who does like the same thing as you but when you get older you start to develop a personality and you start to find that your, your relationships are based on a lot more meaning whereas before my relationships are based on a plant so as i started to like do these sort of things i started to have a load of friends but they weren't really friends they were associates like come the age of 16 like my house would be full all the time people buzzing off my door there was just no rest i would sell weed as well i was pretty i was quite a rubbish uh, drug dealer because i just would spike my profit all the time but um <laughs> be people at my house all the time bro. like ringing the bell constantly do you know what i mean and, what, um, what did that
0: do bro? let, let me plug into that so mm-hmm. who who did you live with growing up what, what was family life like for you growing up who, who's who are where is mum or dad and brother or sister
1: yeah, so um, my mum and my dad, they got divorced when I was um, uh, six years old. And I don't really remember the effects on that, that that had on me because obviously it seems like the norm growing up, right? Mm, I can relate. Um, I, can relate. I, was, yeah. oh, I
0: was five, I think, when my parents divorced. and I, I, Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. only really noticed that. It's funny, I noticed more as an adult uh, when exactly. I had my own children and had my own broken relationships. Right. Yeah. This is mum and dad stuff. <laughs> I'm growing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't until I was older that I started to feel the effects of my mum and dad getting divorced, and I was five. Sorry, brother, go on.
1: No, definitely, because you look back and you see roots, and you know what? As you, you may not remember like the big picture, but there's little. There might be little things that that seem are seemingly so into and, and yeah, 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 yeah. Man that actually really stick with you. You think, what what purpose does it have until you speak to someone and, and then you, you start to realise. But, so my parents divorced when I was six and from what they told me, like, is, and I don't remember this, but I became a quite, an, a very angry child. Um, I remember that more so as a teenager. I was a very angry child, very, very angry, a very depressed child. Um, and, I, and, and, and I think, like, this, you know, as a, as a, as a Bible-believing man, like, I think, like, God's structure on how a family is to be run, like, with, with you know, like, marriage and, 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 and both parents and and to you know love one another and whatnot, I think that, that that is so important into like I think a lot of the problems in the world, when we look at problems in the world like knife crime and drugs and different and all this, I, do you know, many people might not think like this and some might disagree, some might think I'm wrong. But I actually think one of the root problems comes from broken relationships. Like a, a lot of like when when I've done like prison work and whatnot, a lot of people they don't have a dad around. Do you know what i'm saying and um and so like, i think that's a route because a lot of your characteristics and 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 how you uh, like per, your 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 the way you view things and whatnot changes as you go throughout life but a lot of your characteristics and, and what's sewn into your character comes from like the beginning years of your life um mm. and so i think that's very like important but yeah so um my parents divorced and i've lived i've lived with my mum and my sister uh my little sister she's four years younger than me um so what, was, know, was
0: Dad around when you were younger than after after they got divorced yeah yeah i'll go see him on weekends right or... okay so you still had a relationship with dad and and he was yeah. still in your life what, what about Mum and dad did they still get along Nah, nah,
1: right. nah, okay nah. Yeah, yeah yeah so did you did... feel
0: the effect of that
1: yeah like it would affect me a lot bruv like because I'd hear my mum's like talking about my dad and my dad talking about my mum mm. and you know you're in the middle like mm. and it's just like my days like this person's talking about my, par- my, my parent and this person's talking about about my parent and they're both my parents and that's not the design of of, of how like the function of, of, of like a family of parents and children and it would upset me bruv do you know what I mean it would make me feel like it would make me feel angry as well.
0: But did it also feel normal?
1: Um, at the time, obviously, now we're looking guess, at yeah, biblical yeah. Hind-
0: and spiritual hindsight, but at the time, yeah, yeah, it was, um, your norm- was it your normal to have mum and dad?
1: Yeah, I think there was times, yeah, there was times as a kid like I would think, Oh, I wish my parents were together, but then I'd actually think, Oh, I'd hate if they were together because <laughs> yeah. it'd be, it'd <laughs> yeah. along. What roses, I mean. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so like, I think that you know, I think that yeah, probably it felt normal, but there was a lot of d- d- things happening within, you know, that I probably weren't aware of. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. So, so let's let's go back to when you're, you're sixteen, you're living with your mum, living with your sister. You go, you still seeing daddy every weekend. Um,
1: well, from the age of fourteen, from the age of like fourteen, like until I was seventeen, I didn't speak to my dad for a little bit. Well, me and my dad, we have got a fantastic relationship now.
0: Yeah, man, I know you um, speak of him all the time, and 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 and. It's it's lovely to see. So what 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 happened then? What if you was going to see dad every weekend or whatever? What 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 broke
1: that? We just had a real argument, man. And um, and yeah, I think like it got to the stage for me as, a, as as a teenager being very rebellious. I thought I just can't I can't deal with this anymore. I mean, I was I was very stressed out, and obviously having an undiagnosed ADHD. Um, you know, I didn't know I didn't know how to manage life. Didn't know how to deal with things so mm-hmm. and what i would say with adhd because i don't like the fact that it's called the attention deficit uh, hyperactivity disorder i'm really like for me i don't take medication as someone with adhd but the way i look at it is your your, your neurological typical person can become very disorderly if they're called to f- cause to function in a way that they weren't created we're all like instruments right mm-hmm. we're all like and, and, and say if i'm a trumpet but you're trying to play me like a drum it's going to make a horrible sound mm-hmm. and i think so like actually like um, I, had I known the stuff I know now, it would have helped me in, in in coping practices and whatnot, and actually found that you know actually this thing is is actually more of a gift if it flourished in the right way. It's just a wiring, and so anybody who's listening that might be actually struggling with mental difficulties, like you know, I I, I would I would say actually your perspective can really change and how you look at things you know and how you can flourish in, in 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 understanding the way that you've been made and how that works but for me i think like as a teenager but i just i didn't know how to cope with life i was a very depressed uh very depressed person i wanted to i just i just didn't want to be here do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah and i um, like you know 17 at 17 i had i had a, there was a night where I was taking cocaine and 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 I had alcohols uh, smoking weed and i had I woke up the next day with a heart problem and I would say the um the the, the medical term of this is probably not uh, like a heart it's probably not a heart attack but I could say that this the only way I could describe it is it felt like a minor heart attack it felt like my heart was under attack Do you know what I mean that like my my chest was caving in i remember like, I couldn't breathe i was like <laughs> and, I, and i was like to stand i had to bend over and i'd be holding onto my chest because i was i'd be in such pain and i had to go into hospital and i was like wired up like and um i remember thinking i was gonna die you know at that time and and, and i actually prayed i said lord please like i just prayed for my health it was the only thing i could want at that time but it was the thing that i was always neglecting and, and didn't care of because i didn't want to live but I felt, I felt such a fear in that time bruv um you know who, who
0: was you praying to bruv what, what... 17-year-old in hospital, suspected of yeah. minor heart attack. You said you, you was praying to the Lord.
1: I, I don't know, brother. You just I just called out to God. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Obviously, no, like you know, like like the the, the, the thing is, is that a like, lot the, the Bible says God's placed eternity in all of our hearts. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean creation and conscience point to God. I, I think that if you if you deny that there's a God, you're just suppressing a truth. Do you know mm. what I mean? And so I think that brother, it was just like it was just what had already been there which I had never really looked into. And you just think, man, all I can do right now is is just call out to God and say something like, please don't take my health away.
0: Do you he, know what I mean? He answered you because you're still here and we're chatting. Yeah, amen. Praise I'm the praying. Lord. Weed, <laughs> cocaine and drink, 17 yeah. in a bed, suspected heart attack. W- was there a turnaround out of that or did you just go back to life as normal?
1: Mate, I'll just continue doing more. I, be- I became like like, for instance, I remember... Um, like a couple of years later, um, well, about, about, I think about two, two or three years later, uh, it was my, um, went out for my brother's stag do and there was like a few of us and we had like two grand's worth of cocaine and like, like between a few of us, we'd done it, we'd done it all in, in, in like four nights, in four nights, I'd only had six hours sleep. I was proper pinging, like, just like, you know, um, so I was just like, really like, it showed me, bruv, that like you know that like the words couldn't even change me. Yeah, I had to be the only way that I think I that, like that I ever stopped doing this stuff because I stopped smoking weed at the, it, it, on January the sixteenth, two thousand and fourteen. I had my last joint in Thailand. That's how I remember it was a date, mm. right? And um and when I think about it, bruv, the only thing that could have changed me like it's not myself but like a, a divine intervention, something outside. Do you know what I mean? Something outside coming and changing me, bruv, Because even as a teenager, I always tried to just like. Like, like, stop, like doing things, like these things. Mm. And I would, and I would say, yeah, I'm gonna stop smoking weed tomorrow. And people like Ollie, we've heard that before, bruv. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then the next year I'll be smoking a joint with them. Um, so yeah, bruv, Like, it, it, like, I really believe that like, because there's a, there's a journey from seven, from 17 to then say 21 was a massive part of of, of my life change. Mm. There was a lot. There's a lot. There was a lot in between. There was a lot in between that happened. Do you know what i mean so it was a whole it was a whole process it were not just a it were not just a quick sudden turnaround
0: Brother, on 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 your latest track or your latest track on spotify who knows you might have more out there that that not on there but it's a mm. track called dark to light yeah and and you speak a lot on there about depression yeah about yeah about this friend called charlie yeah yeah um, yeah about dark powers that you want yeah. to leave you um, yeah, yeah. I'm tempted actually Shab- I'm tempted to play a bit of the track actually Do you mind Have I got, yeah, go co- have I got copyright permission Yeah go ahead
1: Go ahead Alright let's run this I ain't listened to it in ages man I found out Mary never loved me anyway Only turned up when I was hanging around with Jay See, the truth is none of them were ever... Rub, so, who was who Mary? Uh, like Mary, 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 Mary? Mary Jane, in it. So, uh, marijuana.
0: Right, okay, cool. So, your two yeah. friends
1: at the time, really, weren't even the people around you. It was Charlie and Mary. So, yeah, Charlie, cocaine. Um, I think I say, what did I say? Mandy or Molly or something?
0: Something like that, something like that. Molly,
1: yeah, yeah, MDMA. Wow. Um, yeah, 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 and like Mary, I say uh, I found out Mary never loved me anyway. Only came around. Oh, I don't know. Sam, when yeah,
0: I, yeah, when you was, when you was hanging out of Jay or something like that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was hanging out of Jay, like so Jay being a joint in it like bun in the Jay. Mm, mm.
0: so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, see, I, I thought Mary was a chick. See, <laughs> good job I asked. That's why I said, "Who's Mary?" <laughs> I thought Jay was your your bridge, but so dark powers leave me. So what did you feel like the dark powers were that was holding you back, brother? Or that that were that you leave wanted me. to leave you.
1: Yeah, that's. I think that bit was where my my mate Val was singing in it. Dark powers leave. Mm, me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, bro. Do you know what? Like, I think you don't realize the darkness. You don't know how dark a darkness is until you turn on a light, innit? it. So you don't realize that you're in the darkness if, unless unless you've seen the light. Because otherwise, the darkness is just normal. But mm. I live in a cave, and I've never been outside of the cave. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna realize that there's anything like like different to that cave, in it. When when the Holy Spirit came to, to came within me, yeah, I see that as a light being turned on in a in a room. And if I think of my if I think of myself, my 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 being as a as a bedroom, it was that like when the Holy Spirit uh, came into my life, it was like the light turned on. And then you, you saw a big pile of clothes in the middle of the room that you needed to tidy up. Mm, mm. You saw a few dust balls you needed sweeping. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And as you as you're in the light for longer, you start to see little bits that you, you that you that you didn't see um, um, before, like little dust on the skirting and whatnot. It's like the big bits are getting removed first. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And 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 these dark powers. I mean, we don't need to get overly spiritual, right? No, no, no. no, no talk no. about like like demons and stuff. Though that could that very well be but actually there's a power in in it like you, you give power to things that you you, you can you you can give power to stuff like like that you're that you you give your your time to do you know what i mean mm. like like mm. like like there's like these um, in a sense of like something had a power over me because i was allowing it to so like 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 whether it be like um drugs or or fornication or you know different things and you know so there's like a you know like this sort of like relationship that have been built up with these things, you know what I mean? And, 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 and it had a power over me, stopping me from, from being free from this, from these things. So you can interpret it in different ways. You know I mean, it might be dark powers in, in a very spiritual sense, in the very sense of of demons, you know? And, and I, do believe, I do believe that as well. I do believe that there's, you know, such strongholds. But, you know, as well, sometimes actually, you know, um, the, the, the power that we need, if we want to focus on power, is the power of God to come into us because we don't have the power to free ourselves from whatever we have given power to and authority over our lives, you know? And I'm not even talking in a... I'm, I'm just talking in, like, what you give your time to. Do you know what I mean?
0: So what's So How did you come from the darkness to the light?
1: So yeah, I was explaining about like how the, there was a change between like the the age of seventeen and and twenty one. Like, mm. so at the age of seventeen, I ended up going on a Prince's Trust course in it, and I don't have any GCSEs, bruv. Um, so I don't have any like quali- like quali- school qualifications or anything. No. Um, I, and, I I did, I did, yeah. I, did
0: a, I did a mock science exam, and, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> at the time, as a fifteen year old, I was like, no, bun this. This isn't for me. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm, that's not me trying to promote saying bun your education. No, no, no. at the no, of time, course. that's where I was, Adam Boyce, that's yeah. where I was at, at 15. So I can relate. Yeah, I, I started life with no papers. Didn't yeah, mean of anything.
1: course. Yeah, bruv. So, so for me, bruv, like, I got told about the, what was called the Prince's Trust, which at the time was um, this sort of like government scheme where for 12 weeks you're, you, you, you're, you're uh, on this course and you're like you're um you're helping the community working in like elderly homes and helping like uh, in in schools like children with special needs um and like just giving back and, and i've had such a joy in it but i remember people say to me oh you won't get anything out of prince's trust man it's only 12 week course. It's just you know it's, it's what it is i said and i, and I remember saying that like, man i'm gonna get something out of this because i need to like i'm going there with the mindset i'm gonna get something out of it and i got a lot out of it but like i've got a lot out of it i started to discover myself a bit more and um and the guy who was leading it was a lovely guy, man, a lovely Irish guy called David. I really, like, I don't know, I just, he was a, such a such a lovely person. Mm. Um, and he told me about um, this International Citizen Services, which is like an organization where you can do volunteer voluntary work abroad. And um, so I applied for that. And and I always had a feeling in me like, yeah, I'm going to be going abroad. And these guys are... are, are I, if I remember correctly, bruv, they didn't get back to me for my application for about a year or something. Bruv. Oh well, the Lord knew. But like, I, like for some reason, I always knew that I was gonna like be going in it, and then the, the, I ended up going to Brazil, bruv, in 2012. I was, I think, I was 19 at the time. Um, yeah, yeah, I was, I was 19. I would have been 19, going on 20. We got put with people who were like living in poverty. Yeah, in mm, Brazil, mm, real like, poverty. Out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean and this wasn't in this wasn't even in i weren't even in the favelas bro. i was out right in a rural place so i was like six hours away from that so the, i was in pernambuco uh, which is uh the the, the northeast of brazil mm. right it, it, it looks very small on it's like a very very small state in brazil but actually it's the, the pernambuco is the size of germany um and the capital of pernambuco is hesifi so where i was staying though was six hours away from hesifi so you fly into Hafizhi, I'll be six hours away from there. So I'm in a place, bro, where these people had never seen an English man before, bro. Do you know what I mean like, 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 they were amazed that I was a white guy, bro. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like it was, like it was, like it was quite terrifying sometimes, bro, because like everyone would be watching you, bro, and you feel quite scared when you didn't know the language and whatnot. Until I started to adapt and and realize how lovely people were out there, and. Um, so I got placed with a family that happened to be Christian, brother, like evangelical Christians. Like, and um, and uh, but I also got placed because we got put in twos um when we were out when we went out there, and I got placed with a guy called Charles who was like a like a quite a posh like Nigerian guy, brother. Like, he, he'd grown up in, in Nigeria, went to boarding school, and that very well spoken, mm. and um, and brother, like. He was he he was a believer in it, but I remember I remember him describing like when he found out he was going to be with me for three months, he was like, "Dear <laughs> Jesus!" But little did he know he'd be the one to sow the seed. Wow. But it was very weird that he was talking, about because he wouldn't like. I don't remember much, like, but I just remember him saying, "Jesus is going to come back soon," and I'm like, "I was like, what?" I just happened to believe what he was saying in it, like mm. it was like. And he's like yeah and he's coming for his sheep and he's coming for his people and i'm thinking oh my days man like, I, like i'm not I, like i need to be one of jesus's people and every day brother like, i would like we had like our, a room and our beds like we had two single beds like in a room like um next to one another and i'm like these mosquito nets over us and i remember like every day i'll I'd, I'd, I'd turn over and i'll say yo charles i would be like bro i still don't have that faith yet you know i still don't have that faith how do i how do i get that how do i get that faith and, and I remember him saying, "He's like, he's that like, faith is like a cup that will never be filled up, but 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 the more time you spend with with with, with God, um, the more time you spend seeking Him, it will fill more and more and more." I thought, okay. And I used to analogy. ask, yeah, but I used to ask if I could read His Bible and stuff, yeah. But like early on, while we were out in Brazil, something something really like significant happened to us. We both became very ill. Now like we caught dengue fever, bro. We became proper marga, like skin mm-hmm. and bones. We hadn't eaten, bruv for a um for a whole a whole week. Like we were like really sick. We'd smell food, we'd feel sick. Do you know what I mean? uh how long, and so how
0: long was your time out there supposed to be? Three
1: months. We three were months. there for three cool. months. Okay. So, so um and and bruv, like when we went out there, we were both physically fit. But I remember that the sun was so scorching hot, bro. It was the but It was the it was the biggest drought that they'd had in that area since thirty years. So bruv, the lake was even dried up, bruv. Like you could walk across this massive bit of land. Mm. Like bruv, we'd, we'd get our water from the swamp in the morning, bruv. Wow. And wire it up to the irrigation system and, and fill up like this uh tank for our for our shower and stuff, yeah. Um and bruv, like we so like we were like we were out there physically fit, but to rake up weeds was was tough. Mm. Like to the heat. Now when our strength was taken away from us, and when I say it was taken away, bro, I was glad to have, like have after a week have had eaten an apple. I was rejoicing that I could finally eat again. I remember saying to Charles, "Like, Charles, I think we should pray like to this God that you're telling me about because we need like these people are helping us, yeah, and and, and we need to help them." So so we prayed, bruv. And the next day, bro, we were strengthened, bro. So wow. strengthened, more so than we ever, than we ever came with. Like, it was like God's strength was being made whole and made known in our weakness, yeah. And like we had to dig a six-foot um, sewage system, bro, yeah. Mm. Like because um, each house would build their own sewage system, we had to dig in the ground, and the ground was so dry, bro. You had to stab it with a pole and then shovel it, yeah. Mm. Like there was no JCB digger, and and bro, our hands would be calloused and bleeding and whatnot. And I remember like, and that took us two, two and a half weeks to dig that hole, bruv, yeah, with the like limited tools that we had. Wow. Uh, and I remember, bruv, just feeling the Lord strength in me. But I came back from Brazil, bruv, and I was, and I, and I came back and started doing my old things again, like smoking weed and whatnot. Like I even remember like one of the Christian brothers who I was staying with, like, I posted up a picture on Facebook and, of me burning a joint. Mm-hmm. And, he said, you, and he said to me, he goes, you, you promised us that you wouldn't smoke again. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, that's a very old picture of me. But I think he knew, in it. I think he knew that like, I was lying. And um, So, so bruv,
0: you've been to Brazil. You've had this almost semi-awakening. Like, God, yeah, God's yeah. starting to, you're in your bed, you're metaphorically in your spiritual bed, and God's starting to wake you up, it feels like. And you, you've had this period of illness. You, you've prayed, and probably by the sounds of it, one of the, the, the first serious prayers that you've ever prayed. And you've yeah, seen yeah. within hours overnight, you've got this bit of strength to carry on um, yeah what you've but then you've come back to london and you've carried on with with charlie and mary and and and, and yeah, yeah. friends but, yeah but what was your inner voice saying to you
1: well the thing is bruv like I, I so so this is where i say like i was a fan not a follower i right. would have said i was a christian at the time and the thing is bruv is like as a sinner i believe myself to be a righteous man and now as I'm righteous in Christ, I recognise that man, I sin and I need the Lord, yeah. Um but so for me, bruv, like I didn't really see much wrong with it. There wasn't conviction. There were, I would have called myself a Christian, but I weren't, bruv. That's why I always say I became a Christian in twenty fourteen. I was just a believer at the I was just a I was a believer at the time, but Jesus said, You do well to believe. Oh, so you do well to believe, even the even the demons believe yeah, and shudder. Yeah. yeah? So, like, I, like for, if I was to say that that was the point where I became a Christian, that could be a stumbling block and a hindrance to to what people understand as, mm. as what is required of a Christian. But I would say, above that, that that God was at work and something oh, was definitely. happening. Oh, definitely. But it yeah. it
0: sounds like at the time it was that feel-good factor, wasn't it? You had this good guy, yeah. Char- Charlie, Charlie. He was Charles. Charles, Charles not Charlie. <laughs> yeah, Charlie's <laughs> the bad one. Yeah, yeah Charlie's the bad, <laughs> bad character. So you had this good guy called Charles um, from Nigeria, um good upbringing so in many ways he's not you but there's yeah. something about him um that feels good to you in terms of his 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 relationship with with this god and he's encouraging you you've prayed to this god it's given you energy but it's all feeling good it's all about how you're feeling still isn't it
1: well like i would say but like because i don't think like like because charles was very thorough like you know what i mean but like yeah. Like, and 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 he didn't compromise. Like like what he presented to me wasn't so much a feel good like thing, but it's just like it really tells me that that, that, that like something outside needed to wake me up. Like one thing that stuck out to me, yeah, and I, I, and it just came to my mind um, just to go back, just to backtrack a bit. One thing that was really spoke to me because I was nineteen years old and, and and my life like at that time I, I was very promiscuous as a teenager, mm. and I remember him saying to me like he was tw- he was twenty three and he was like, I'm a he goes I'm a virgin, you know, bruv. and I was like whoa. Like, and it shocked me because I've never heard of this. It didn't seem normal to me, Adam. Bro, like, I was just like, mm. "What is this guy about?" And I remember him feeling quite ashamed of that. And I said, "Bro, never be ashamed of that, bro." Now like, I didn't understand it, but I thought, "Wow, this guy must really believe in what he believes in." Like I saw someone submitted, and, and and one thing I've taken from that now as a Christian is that people may not always understand. Like sometimes we try to relate to people, and and, and that's key. Jesus related to people, but sometimes we try to be like the world or whatnot, yeah. But actually, your difference and, and 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 you're being set apart, even if people don't understand it they can come to respect it and it can actually speak levels Mm. but so what happened bruv like i came back here and um actually i ended up moving in with my sister who i hadn't seen for 13 years i was 20 now yeah later on in the Mm. year and um i hadn't seen her since i was seven and at this time bruv i would um I, mean, I was still banning weed and whatnot, doing those things. But I would go out every day and I would have a CV. Like my, my family would drive me up the wall. They'd be t- constantly telling me to get a job. And it was so annoying that they'd tell me off for not having a job. But I'd be looking for work all the time and not getting a job. It's like, what can I do? I can't like put a gun on someone's head and say, employ me. Like, I was going out every day, handing out CVs. And I had this pattern. I I would treat looking for a job as if it was my job yeah and i I, I'd hand out cvs and then i would go to the library and log on and start applying online now this is my pattern all the time and one day bruv i I walked in the library yeah and um the library was full up like everyone was on the computers and i was like what like no one's ever in here like there weren't a single computer free and i was Mm. like it's a madness. Like, and, bruv, I, I ended up going back to back home. like My sister was out. I think she was at work or something. And I was there. And this guy from Dogs Battersea Dogs and Cats Homes knocking on the door. And I thought, oh, bruv, like, what's my sister done now? Is he coming to take the dog? <laughs> like, so I opened up the door to him, yeah? And he comes in. And actually, he's fundraising for Battersea Dogs and Cats Homes. Now, I was too young to support. I didn't have money to support anyways. I, you had to be 21 or over to support. <laughs> but I said, I'm looking for a job. Bro, the guy, the guy hired me, bro. Like, give me a job, in it. So it's like, like I saw God's, I saw God's like providence, like, in the fact that there was that, that everyone was on the computers and that I, there was no room for me, and, mm-hmm. I, and 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 then this guy comes knocking on the door. You can't make it up, bro. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, so he hires me, and I'm and, I, and I've started off really well in this company, doing well at sales. And after like after a while, bro, I've been there about six months. And bruv, it was like it was like some like it was like some anointing had to come off of me, bruv. Like, I just couldn't get a single sale. There was like one week I made twenty five pounds, bruv. Wow like, and I was so You're, giving, you're like, on same.
0: commission only, I'm i commission only, right.
1: yeah. Commission only. And I was working very long hours, bruv. Like I'll, I'll be getting home sometimes at like eleven PM midnight, and I'd be going to get to Old Street at about half eight in the morning. Um and um and yeah, bruv. So um this gift had left me and I just started to hate it, brother. Now, when you're knocking doors, yeah, you can give the same pitch and you can give, like, you can just do it in the exact same way. But for some reason, it's like, if you're, if you're feeling like, like, you're not feeling it inside, you just won't get a sale no, no matter no, how no, good no, the no, pitch no. is. No. So... I, I, I got to the stage. I said to those above me, I said, Listen, I'm leaving, man. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm, I'm just going. Like, no one-week notice or anything. I thought, Done this, man. This is it. I can't take this anymore, man. Like, this is driving me up the wall. Um, and, I, and I'd and i moved back in with my mum now at that point. And um, so, brother, and I'm on my way home, yeah? And I remember walking home, brother, and I remember just like l- looking up in the sky. Like I was just like, and I had such a, a deep sense in my conscience: like, you have to stay there. And like way I would have thought I was a Christian, bro, like I was quite happy to say that, like, oh, yeah, God's telling me I've got to stay there. Do you know what I mean? And maybe he was, bruv. Like, and when I think of the story, like you, you, you're going to see what happened. So I rang up, I rang up the guy afterwards. Um, and, and I said to him, I said, I said you know what, bruv, I'm going to stay in it. Like, and, da, 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 and I started, to, I, I started thinking, like, I'm going to stay because maybe we're going to take over and, 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 and do really well and this and that. Mm, mm. The stay was short-lived, bruv, because a week later I was knocking doors in Fulham. And then I saw a guy who was uh, knocking doors, not for charity work, because uh, I'd knock doors not just for Battersea Brit- Dogs and Cats Homes. I do British Red Cross, World Vision, Scope. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another guy, but he was knocking for home improvements. He was like selling windows and conservatories. And now he told me, I was telling him about, like, he was like, going, how much do you earn and this and that and da-da-da-da-da. And like, he, I was speaking to him and he said, he said look, he goes, we're over in, 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 in Tollworth, which is just past Kingston. So it's a lot nearer to me than Old Street, mm. and he, and 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 he's like, look, if you work for us, yeah, he goes, we 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 will pay you fifty pound a lead. You won't be getting twenty five pound for a customer. You get fifty pound, yeah. And he said, and 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 the hours are a lot more flexible. I think he, I think he made a bit of a white lie on the hours being a bit more flexible. <laughs> it yeah, quite but pan out it out that way, <laughs> did it? But yeah. it was a lot easier for me though because it was nearer and bruv, uh, so 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 I actually I, I thought about this innit? I took this seriously, and then I rang the guy up and I said, "Yeah, do you know what? I want the job." And I left, and I got, and I went to this job. Yeah, and I um, bro I just loved it. I just started making, I started making money. I was happy. I was in my element. All was good. And um. There was a point where I like, made a bit of money. I made, I think, I made, I made six hundred and forty pounds in a week at one point wow. like, early on. And for, and, and, for me, like that was a lot of money then. Yeah. I'd, 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 I'd never made that much money in a week in my life, bro. Mm. I, 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 so yeah.
0: it's, it's monthly wage, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. It was. It, that was. That was exactly, bro. Like, do you know what I mean? When you're when you're earning twenty five pounds in a week, bro. Do you know what I mean? A hundred pound was a bonus. So like, so, so, um, yeah, bro. Like, I remember making it, and I rang up my dad. I was like, hey, dad, how about we go to Amsterdam? And he's yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, sounds good, sounds good. But he goes, but actually, um, he goes, now nah, let's go to Thailand. So, brother, we've gone out to Thailand, January second, uh, two thousand and fourteen. Came back on January sixteenth. We were there for two weeks, and uh, I don't need to go into detail of all the madness that we mm-hmm. you know. That, mm-hmm. nah. But brother, for some reason, bro, and it must have been like the Lord putting this prayer in my heart. I came back like, on um on January sixteenth. I prayed and i said i said lord guide me to your people but something strange happened yeah because like also i was amazed at how you could get copious amounts of weed out there for just so cheap mm-hmm. like we we had and if you if you got caught with weed out there you'd get arrested yeah like, and, and, and people would would check your rooms in a hotel like it was no joke thing like, especially if you were abroad like you'd have to bribe the police saying so bruv we were like unscrewing like curtain we were unscrewing like the curtain rails and putting stuffing weed in there we were unscrewing like um like the the, the the plug sockets and putting weed in there we had so much like we didn't know what to do but we had to give it away when we left and and i was amazed i was like hang on a minute this is pure weed, and it's getting me higher than skunk, and I'm spending a fortune back home. So I thought, you know, what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blaze anymore, man. Bund this, like, and I've been smoking now for like seven years. Mm. Like, weed was my god, bruv. My relationships were based on a plant, like, and um, and and I came back and I gave my weed to my dad, um, and I haven't smoked since, and um, and but I prayed, didn't it? I don't know why I prayed this. Cause I was enjoying life, I was doing well at work, and enjoying life, and and um, and I said, um, I said, Lord, guide me to your people. A couple of days later brother, I'm 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 on the bus innit and I'm listening to a rapper called Jahazil. Now bear in mind bruv that this is after this is after I said um, Lord guide me to your people yeah mm. and I'm on the bus now and I'm listening to this rapper and I messaged him on Instagram bruv yeah and I said and, and, and I was and I was like bruv your music's so inspiring I just sent him a message innit mm. saying your music your music's really inspiring and um and then uh, he messaged me back straight away like and i didn't ask to meet with him or anything but he messaged me back yeah and he was like "Bro, we should meet up so we met up a couple of weeks later um and um but bruv before we met up now a couple of days later i was knocking doors and i had i had a young apprentice with me who i was training up and for some reason i said to him i said bro, you're gonna see the power of god at work today i don't know why i said that but but um like yeah, bro. He like he ended up we walked into a a close, and I ended up making like two hundred pound in a half hour. Wow. Um, and then it started to pour down of rain, and we were in Twickenham. And I said, oh, will bun this man. I said, listen, I need to go get my haircut. I, I at those times there, I'd have a fade every day and a shape up. Like remember when you first met me, I always had a fade. Yeah. Uh, and, and that and um, and and I'd do that every week, and I'd go on a Sunday. This time it's a Wednesday. So I get to this barbershop and he, and this guy's thinking, he, he's like, bruv, I haven't made a sale yet. Like you're talking about we're going to go to Anzal. I said, bruv, don't worry, man. You're not going to get a sale if you start panicking, relax. <laughs> Anyways, we've gone into this barbershop. Yeah. And, um, and it, it was a different barber there because he weren't usually there on a Sunday and he's listening to Jehazel. <laughs> and I'm like, what on earth is going on here? Like, and I said, I said, bro, are you a Christian? And he says, I've got a passion for Jesus that no one can break. But this guy became so attractive to me. but I just wanted to be around him all the time. He's a magnet. I thought, became a magnet for you, isn't it? yeah. Like, yeah. so much so, bruv. I hired him on on, on on my job because I wanted to be around him, bro. Do you know what I mean? And, um, and yeah, bro. like, he was telling me how, like, he was telling me his story. He said his name was Glory. He was telling me how his name was once Killer. I thought, oh, my days. Yeah yeah. God, he's glory, a a turn yeah,
0: yeah. Good to <laughs> no, be no, Glory, no. not Killer. <laughs>
1: yeah and he, and he's become one of my best friends now do you know what i mean mm. and um and he was rapping for the lord as well and um and uh so yeah he was rapping it inspired me to start making music for the lord and i ended up going to um, a church service bruv and my life changed around but my, my like my, my doctrine was a bit off key, in it, like because I I I, I I I thought I was like the best thing since sliced bread, and I walked into like, I walked into like work, like, uh, saying like, I'm number one now, like if God is for me, no one can be against yeah, me. Well, I I think we've all, we've
0: all been there our own way, brother.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Rob, do you know what though? Like, and I said I'm going to be the best in this shop, and da and bro, like after a month, like I had made like the most sales that month, like I think in the whole of the UK. Wow. Like, um, and um, and I just ended up leaving, brother. And I remember the boss saying to me, um, and we had a great relationship, man, me and the boss. Like, and he said to me, um, he said, "Oh, you're taking Jesus quite seriously. this thing taking this thing quite seriously." On I said, oh, "He took me very seriously when he died on the cross for me."
0: Hopefully, you've been enjoying the conversation thus far. We've decided to split this one into two because the conversation went on for so long; it was filled with so much good stuff. You can find the second part to my conversation with Ollie King, Jim Sherwood in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boise Talks podcast. You can find more episodes, how to subscribe to our podcast and mailing list and other info at our website, boisetalks.com.